This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so um, like always, we'd like to learn something before Yantiv to give us a sense of the Yantiv. This is a um, a piece, an essay from Das Shlomo, Esav Shlomo Volba. He was a famous mashkiach, um, learned in the mirror under Rabbi Rucham. He then came to Eretz Yisrael and was in the Yaakov Yeshiva and the Meir Yeshiva afterwards. And they've been putting out, after his death, they put out a lot of Sfarim. Das Shlomo series is on Yontovim. I do have a few of them. And um, we've, from time to time, we've used his pieces. And we're going to do one on Shavuos. Now, this piece he calls Derech Haskel. Derech Haskel is taken from a Pasik. Taken from a Pasik in Mishlei. Where Torah is called a derech haskel, and somebody who wanders off from it is called toem derech haskel. Now, the word haskel in Lashon Kodesh doesn't have a clearly defined meaning. It comes from um, the two words similar. One is to be taskil means to be successful. Haskel is some sort of intellectual attainment, intellectual achievement, from the word seichel, haskel. So Torah is called derech haskel. And the Rishonim say it's either a noun or an adjective. Something about Torah being uh, intellectual pursuit. And that's the point of his, is going to try to pinpoint what exactly do we mean. In what sense is it intellectual pursuit? Yes, you have to use your mind and brains, but the Torah calls it, the, the Pasuk calls it Derech Haskel. Something about it, it is, it is channeling in, it's focusing in on that part. And he's going to sh- give a different angle about different types of understanding of things. Okay. Chazal Magdir Torsen Akhtosha Shuderech Haskel. Chazal um, defined Torah as being on the path the Derech Haskel. Nisbonen Omar Derech Haskel Torah. So let's try to identify if there's a particular angle, a particular type of what we would call intellectual pursuit that's native to Torah. That, that's what the Torah talks about. So he brings two or three places where a similar term is used to define the learning or the attainment of Torah. Sifri v'eschanan. V'hoyat v'armeila levavcha. So the Sifri says, um, I'm, I'm not sure how to fulfill v'yahavtas Hashem alekecha, loving Hashem. So it says, v'hoyat v'armeila levavcha. You should study Torah. So that thereby you recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu and cling to His ways. So the key word that he's going to keep finding in the way in which Chazal use um, to describe the, the, the achievement of having learned is the word Hakir, Makir. Kim Shoma Tishmu Lalechas Bechol Drachal Lodafka Boy. 
Gamkin Bisifri, it says, Ritzon If you would like to recognize the one who created the world, Lemoid Hagada is a study the Agadata part of the Torah, Shemitokhatamakasbrochumadabikrudrocha. Now in modern Ivrit, in contemporary Ivrit, um, we, we do use it in, in a way that's used here. When you want to introduce somebody to somebody, you say so the word lahakir is used colloquially in modern Hebrew to become acquainted with, to, to get to know, but but it's it, it's really kind of that's that's a modern usage of it. The word makir makir used time and again. There are other places that he quotes. What particular facet of understanding, knowledge? There's so many words. Bina, uh, bina is means to understand. The word chacham. Those all those words are used, and yet Chazal keep coming back to a term hacker. Nimza. So all the different parts of Torah seem to bring a person to Hakara. Both the Halacha part of Torah and the Agarata. Mahu Ofen Hakara. So what exactly does this Hakara mean? Does this mean proofs? Um, is the Torah producing you're telling me that if you learn Torah you're going to learn about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. you're going to be makir no understand, however we'll translate it so what exactly if I want to get an idea across, I explain it and I prove it if, if I proffer a, a, um, some sort of philosophic point of view I will prove it, and with enough evidence or proof, you'll be convinced. Is that what the Torah does? Let's look at the word hacker as used in the Torah, and let's try to get at its original meaning. The word hacker is used exclusively in Tanakh to recognize someone a person has already been acquainted with. Like, Yaakov told Lovin, well, pick out those items in my possession that are yours and take it. Tama told you the hacker. Tell me, recognize if you don't recognize this the staff with the with the tzitzis. Zos matzano hakenaks and espinchayim loy. So the word hacker never ever is used for the way we would use it in modern Hebrew. We never use the word hacker to to give us new knowledge and insight that we've never had. So, so what does it mean? You know, as hacker is always used the way we, we would say it in modern in English in its translation. To recognize something means I had it, I I, I know it already from before, and now I'm just uh, aligning something with, with with what I knew before. 
Vayakir Yosef's Echov, Kimab Chorben Asur Yakir, Tomid Hamid Duber, Bedova Hayeduakvar. So you always use the word hacker to describe something you already know. New knowledge, if somebody takes a new course and learns things they didn't know before, the word hacker is not used for that. It's inappropriate. Then he says, let's investigate a derivative of it, which is the negative. So in, in Hebrew, because Hebrew is a language constructed from the bottom up, it's, it was created by Kodesh Baruch as a language, it's not something that have in use. The, the, the grammatical construction is very tight. So you'll find words that can mean the same idea in the positive and negative, like one means to put in roots, one means to uproot. I'm using the same word root in both senses of, of one. It's like, it's like plus and minus of the same entity. You have um, the word sakel, which could mean to throw stones or to remove stones. Sakol is to stone, and sakel is to remove stones. Also, when words have, when roots have two letters in common, with one change, um, I've heard she this a lot, it tends to be in the same family. So a closely related word is nechar and lehisnaker. Nechar means estranged, well, not estranged, nechar means a stranger, and lehisnaker means to estrange yourself. You know, it's the same word, hakir, which means someone that I know already. Lehisnaker means someone I know, and I estrange myself from him. So, so the word, clearly, both in its positive use and in its negative use, is referring to a process of something that's been there before, and I'm acquainted, or I distance myself. Nimza. So the word hakara should be used absolutely only for a person who finds something that he already had. Or an old friend. I am not bringing a new idea to you. So, so, so whenever I'm coming and teaching you something new, even if I convince you mightily of it, that would be the wrong word to use fit. So Torah is teaching us about God and learning about God, either believing or understanding how He goes and so on. So why would the word lehaker be used for it? Me'atam isbar. So he says, Me'atam isbar ma'vahoyadvar alevavcha. Shemitoychach atamakas hakadosh baruch hu. So I'll, I'll try to explain first outside, and then we'll see inside a little bit as he as he goes on. I think. So our initial understanding is that we're a blank slate, and when someone comes along, 
and convinces us that there is a God, Torah, whatever it is, and we become convinced, we accept it because it's been proven to us and been accepted by us. That's, and the same thing happened with Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, they, they, they were ignorant, they knew nothing, Kosh came, appeared, gave them the Torah, and so on. That's, at first glance, how we would understand it. It's not like that. Um, and let's try to understand, for instance, what does it mean when we recognize something? So there are two possibilities. Um, one is we're hardwired for certain ideas, and when somebody teaches us logic, when, when we get it, we don't say he proved to me that if two things are identical to the same thing, they're identical to each other. We, we don't say he proved it. Once I, once I get it, I say, yeah, it's obvious. And the understanding is, since the vast majority of people see logical things alike, we, we tend to think of logic as being universal, so um, th- then we tend to think that we're hardwired, we may not perceive it as such, but the minute somebody tickles it and, and sort of fleshes it out for us, it snaps in and says, yes, that's what it is. Or ideas and concepts and things that have been inculcated. A child grows up with a very clear sense from home of good and bad and right and wrong, then when someone gives him an idea or an understanding that clicks in with it, it's also a type of understanding of hakerna. So we have two types of acquisition seemingly of new knowledge, which really, really um, is, it, it, it falls in a very different category than something new that's been proven. Either things that were hardwired for it, and, and, and somehow it's almost universal that this idea, once you get it, it seems natural. Or things that we grew up with at a very early stage, and those things also seem to be very natural to us. There's another area. We find Chazal that tell us, for instance, the Malach taught, teaches Torah to a fetus and he forgets it as soon as it comes out into the world. Um, I want to actually explain that Chazal. It's a bit of a, a sort of a bit of a digression, but I think it's very much to the heart of it. So, you know, everybody grows up with the story that this little dot over here is because the Malach pinched it, and, uh, and that's why you forgot the Torah. The morale explains it. It has nothing to do with this pinch over here, even though that's the, the common wife tale. And it has nothing to do with a physical pinch. Let's understand the way the morale explains it, and, 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 and the way it's relevant to here. Torah is an entire perspective of what's right, what's wrong, what man is about, and many other things like that. Um, if it were always a new idea that was foisted on us, even if we're led to believe and, and we're proven 
and, 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 and so on, it's never ever going to become us. And, and it would fall short, it would be, I would be I, and this philosophy, these ideas are acquired ideas. I acquired these ideas, I got to know them, and I trust them. The Torah is something that a Jew is hardwired for. Except that just like most of the, the postulates of logic, kids will not figure out on themselves, no adults won't figure it out themselves. But when someone tells it to me, it snaps into places, yeah, that's obvious. So the reason why it's obvious is because we've been hardwired for it. It's in us. Torah is given to us as a hardwiring. Now, we forget it. Means we don't remain conscious of that hardwiring the same way we don't remain conscious of logical hardwiring. And the reason would be simple because there'd be no point to it. Then, then we wouldn't do anything on our own. So we need to do it on our own and understand it, formulate it, and then when it comes back, it comes back in a very different way. I once heard from Rav Hutna, um, he's, he spoke about the Torah is, is given many times, is described as Torah's emis. So he asked, that's a strange redundancy, because when I come and tell somebody, I, I give somebody information, I make a pitch to somebody. Um, now, the person either believes me or doesn't believe me. If I keep saying, but it's the truth, it's the real truth, so if he tells it to me too many times, I say that protests too much. If he even tells me once, it's really redundant. If I didn't believe you the first time, then the second time he told me it's the truth, it's not better than the first time. So if Hashem's telling us something is not taken by us as emis, then Hashem's saying it's emis, does that make it any more emis? That's the way he phrased the question. So he said, and it's the same idea in different words. He said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu endowed the Torah with a quality that's it's a phrase used in the Gemara and in, and in many rabbinic literature. It's called Nikarim Divrei Emes. That truth rings true. And when I hear the truth, it, it resonates. That's called Nikarim Divremis. Sakharish Baruch said, not only am I giving you Torah, which is Emis by definition, if Hashem is giving it, but it has the quality of Emis in the sense that it's Nikarim Divremis, in the sense that it will resonate to you. If it clicks in right, if you get it correctly, then it will it will click in and it'll 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 resonate and it'll be the so Torah comes to us in the sense of a layer that had been layered down, forgotten, and now when we come back to it, we come back to something that was. The Maral explains and, and the, that, that Gemara about the Malach knocking him on the mouth and so on, he says the following. He says the human ability of a human intellectual ability 
is realized, its final form is an idea that I can articulate and define and describe in language. Ideas that I have in my head floating around um, are not um, the, the ultimate sum of accomplishment. When I have an idea that's so clear and so well defined that I can put into words or a formula, if it's a, if it's a physical uh, type of, of truth, nay truth, that's called when man has actually actualized a certain knowledge and understanding. So the morale says it is the it is the challenge of speech. Meaning, Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted us to use our mind to clarify it and to get it to the point where we can not only intuitively sense the emiss, we can articulate it, whether by describing it, proving it, explaining it. All of those things are just human accomplishment of, 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 of what they intuitively knew. So we come with two layers. Another Chazal. It says all the Nishamas were at Har Sinai. What does that mean? On the practical level, it means that somewhere along the line, it's going to um, click in, and it's going to become something that is native to us. That's the point of these types of Chazal. Let's go back to what he's saying. So, the, the word Hakara, the Hakara Zeis. So this is. Um, Me'atam Isbar, the third paragraph in, in this page. Me'atam Isbar Mahu Vehoya Dvarma Levavcha Shemitoyakachata Makes Akadish Barhu. We now understand what the word that if a person engages in Torah, he recognizes HaKadosh Baruch It's not the type of becoming acquainted with a new philosophic idea. It's like you meet somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, but he looks very familiar, and then when you get it, it snaps into place. We recognize Akarish Baruchu the way we would recognize um, uh, uh, somebody that we knew from before. And it snaps into place. He's, he already we knew him. In the Shira it says, He's the God of my fathers and I will therefore lift him up. So Rashi says, that he's We have it from our parents. Again, what the stories we hear from our parents is sometimes we take, sometimes we don't take. The overt message is not always taken at face value. But the, the, the sort of the deeper inner sense of truths and right and so on is something we get from there. So when Klal Yisrael, there was an eclipse of 200 years, when we were really in a bad way, um, we were physically enslaved, we had no time to think, no time to contemplate, we, we were stuck in the same um, beliefs as the Egyptians were, and so on. But the minute we saw God, we didn't say, wow, 
here as a God. It came back to us as a lokei avi. It came back to us as something that had been in our DNA from way back when. It, it had been a, sort of a recessive gene till now, but now it, it's, it's expressing itself. Um, we now recognize him retroactively like an old time acquaintance this recognition it's, it's done with the senses of a person so, um, let's take a look at the quality of how we relate to something that we recognize um, with our mind and something that we recognize with other parts of self. If, if, if let's say, um, I find something that has no real way of identifying it, except there's a serial number on it. 16, uh, uh, somebody finds, I don't know, some sort of device. It's, it's, it's one of a million tablets that float around. And you look up the serial number, nice long serial number, and I match it up, one to one, one to one. That's a pure, um, it's a pure exercise of the mind. It's hard for me to say that I feel it's yours. It just 16 numbers match up. No way in the world it's not yours, and therefore it's yours. When somebody proves to me something, an idea, that is a new idea, and maybe alien to me, if I struggle and I say I can't, you know, I guess the, the proof is very strong, I accept it with my mind. And it's almost as if my body or myself is uncomfortable with it, but what can I do? I mean, you know, it, it, you can't argue with something that is um, it, it, it rational to, to, to the level of where I can match up numbers or prove something. When I find something, when I find my wallet and I recognize every, every wear and tear on it, and I see it, I recognize it. And my eyes catch it. My hands feel it. I have a sense that every part of myself identifies with it. Not just, well, I, I, like this, like that. This actually has a strong halachic basis. The halacha is to return a lost object, you must give simonim. Simonim means the person has signs on it, which is uh, um, it has a hole about two inches from the top and, and it has a, 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 a brown spot three inches from the side. Those are called simonim. They are proofs. And, and that's basically what a simon is. Then there's something called tvias ayin, which means recognition. A person who is very trustworthy doesn't need to tell me that I have these these signs over here. The person tells me I recognize it as mine. And we can think about it. Recognition, it, it's like when you're looking for a stranger and somebody tells you he's so tall, this complexion, this type of haircut, etc., etc., you find the person and your mind says, I think it must be him because I have 15 signs and they all match up. But we're sort of uncomfortable. We're not sure of ourselves. 
when you meet somebody you haven't seen in a long time, as soon as you see him, you say he's familiar. You couldn't answer the question why, but something about, in some ways you're more comfortable, I know this person. I've been together with him somewhere, I'm just not sure where. So, it's this recognition it actually speaks to the physical senses meaning the self of ourself, it's not like where the mind is, it's, is something beyond us but we're forced to go with the mind it's something about ourselves the mind and the senses partner up the way a person would recognize something in the street he he's So he says, so all of Torah. So now he, he adds another point of understanding to why this is like this. If you want to recognize the one who created the world, Zui Torah. Everything is built in Hashem. So he adds a point to what he's saying. And he says, just like if my recognition of God is is with my not only to my mind but with myself then the recognition of the God as the creator of the world and God as the giver of Torah also becomes one the God who said let there be light who said on Shabbos you should not strike a match is the same God and the quality of those two ideas are similar because I recognize God the God of um, Har Sinai is the God of, of, of creation. He quotes here, let me skip because I do want to get to it. Let's take a look on, on Reish Chaf on the next, on the next page. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start on two lines on the bottom of the page before. Okay? I'm sorry for the... Who who this is actually understanding of how Hashem's Torah broadens the world for us. Torah works where we integrate and understand life here is part of a bigger picture of life in Olam Haba. Both worlds are woven by a divine tapestry. And both are worlds of Kedusha. This, this perspective It opens up in Olam Haze, a world of Kedusha. In other words, as long as God is out there, it's a creation of the mind, so to speak. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is part of the vocabulary of the mind, not of a person. Then it's hard to see that the experiences I have here are going to be identical to experience in, in a world without a body. It's two separate worlds for us. One is the mind, the sham, whatever you want to call it. And one is the body and the, and the self of us. But when we understand 
that they're coming from the same place. That means somehow the, 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 the kindness we show somebody who needs it, the smile we give to somebody, the restraint and the self-discipline are, are, are sort of part of a big picture of a world of goodness, self-restraint, etc., which transcends this world. It's not two separate worlds. And he quotes here Reb Shamsha Fall Hirsch, beautiful quote of his, he says, this is in the Igris. Bore Echot, indeed there is only one creator. The Cholashar and everything else, Kolmashatemakia, anything that you recognize, his Galus Yehuda Yisparach, is all a revelation of God as the one God, the God of this world, next world, the God of morality, and the God of creation. Hakol Mesudamimenu, Keheraflo. Everything is brought into structure and being from Him. Hakol Niyal Yodoy, everything was made by Him. Choival Yodoy exists by Him. Poel Yodoy. And is is functions through him. The Olam Zen, our world, Mamahusai, what is its essence? Al Admas Kodesh on the We're treading on holy on sacred ground. But Olam Eloki on Chaim, we're living in a divine world. So let's recap and let's sort of sum up. I let's go a little bit earlier. Um, Torah is nominally an intellectual exercise. Um, it sort of speaks to the mind. It's not different than a legal tract of some sort, and it, 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 one would be astounded there is something else. But it's not like that. People and it, people who begin studying Torah it change, become absorbed by it. And I, I do. I believe that when we speak about the difference of Jews and non-Jews, that Torah is made for Jews. And non-Jews are not part of Torah Shabbat Peh. It's not. It's not because they 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 don't have a, a a charge to be moral good people. They do. They have Simon and Noah. They're human beings with, with with every expectation of goodness and so on. But the quality of Torah as being something that it it sort of evokes some deep sense of something is unique. You'll take a Jew who's estranged, and many of them from learning, not proofs and, and sort of very guided way, but they, they'll get engaged in Talmud Torah, and it, it, just the, the experience of it somehow brings a person in. And there's no real rational explanation um, for it, except that somewhere along the line, it's in us. And it's, it's something that we have to un- uh, uncover a lot of dust and grit. But, but once we uncover it, it feels native. People who are not Jewish who have that experience, many of them become Gairim because th- there was sort of this sense that it's natural to them. Somehow, the, 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 the fact that it's natural means somewhere along the line it, it's there. So, on, on, um, understanding... Shavuos is the day of Matan Torah. We tend to think of something that has been given to us, and we struggle to learn and know as much as we can. Not always easy. It's not easy material always. Not easy to study it always, and so on. But the truth is, 
it's not going, it does not have its effect on us because um, it's so wonderful that we'll grab it. It's 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 a huge it's huge and very different than than sort of quote unquote normal life. The only reason why it speaks to us and has the ability to evoke so much deeper feelings in us is because it's in us to start with. Our inside resonates rather than um, th- than it, it having to force its way in. The um, the 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 the, the, the Baruch who all our neshamas what are Sinai means that we have it inside us very deep, and we are going to be able to tap into that if we push enough from outside. The inside will come out. If we don't, it's not automatic in in, in any way, shape, or form. But when it comes from the outside. And and it and and it, it taps in correctly. Then then we evoke that in ourselves. So it, it, the day that Kadosh gave us Torah is actually a coming back home again. It's not it's not we got something new which is nice enough, but something new means if I learned a new idea at at the age of 18, 20, it, it's not me. A language that's learned after five or six is no longer a native language, as well as I know it. There's a stage in ourselves that things are native. We got it, every single one of us, at Sinai. That's what we celebrate on Shavuos. Our obligation... Is to cre- is is to be able to 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 play well enough so that the resonance our our deep internal matan um, Torah resonates to that matan Torah. It's also a reason why it cannot be stressed how much a good chinuch at home it keeps for a long time. A good chinuch doesn't mean what you tell a child to do. It doesn't mean the instructions you give him. It means the truths, the self-evident truths of the home. The things that are natural to a child, because it's natural to the home. So even if a child takes some whatever circuit to his root, he becomes a teenager, he struggles. But, but if those truths, if, if, if the home experience was happy, and full of values and truths. When something, you, 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 many times you're puzzled by somebody. This changed him. Like it's not such a momentous thing, not such a brilliant statement. What happened? The answer was he had it in him, and the question was the right pitch that would sort of um, reverberate with, with that same frequency. And we should be zochem as Hashem that every Shavuos we believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu once again we engage in Torah we actively engage in Torah we, we receive another infusion of Torah which can tap into our very very deep core and it's, not, it, it's, it's the, the ultimate Matan Torah is not that we greet God as a newly found, we greet Torah as a newly found truth, but once we've greeted it, 
it, it, it resonates to us as the oldest and the most rooted of truths that's, that's in the core of our neshama. Mitzvah Hashem, we should be zochet to a very meaningful um, and, and resonant truth. Thank you.